Okay, guys, it is time for us to sit here and talk about what is going on to all of us, what is happening in the world right now. We're all affected by this coronavirus, by the COVID-19 uh, virus that's going on out there. And I hope all of you that are listening are staying uh, safe, staying at home. Um, I was going to play an intro for the show. Uh, Larry David actually put out this really great intro for the state of California. You should look it up. Uh, look up uh, Twitter, uh, Larry David's uh, stay at home bit. And I thought it was hysterical. Um, but I don't have the time to do so because one of the side effects of being trapped in the house with a bunch of other creatives is that I only have a certain amount of time in the common area. Literally 20 minutes for us to get this episode out because Gina is going to come in and start doing her hot yoga. <laughs> and honestly, if she comes in and starts to set up in the background and we're not done, we're going to keep it going because uh, we'll get we'll get this information out. But you may hear the insanity that is my house uh, come uh, this time of day when uh, Gina turns on her little space heater and uh, starts to chase away uh the extra weight that we're putting on <laughs> she's gonna hate me for that <laughs> as always joined uh by my faithful friend and uh producer on the show right now liam what's up liam hello there he is is the there's the liam intro that we're so accustomed to these days oh my God. Uh, yes. is your is your phone off liam Dude, my phone is off, but I put all my notes for this episode on the phone. So now I'm really worried. I'm playing the fire here. <laughs> I love that this is your thing now. I love that this is. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> hey, everybody, you know that rule about don't have your phone on? Liam's famous, quote unquote, for not uh, following that. That's his thing. He doesn't listen when everybody says, turn your phone off. <laughs> uh, well,. I'm going to get right into it. So uh, hopefully, oh what are you doing over there? Are you dying? Oh my God, Corona. I laughed and drank water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh your, your, your roommates are like running, screaming out of the room right now. <laughs> Dude, this is the first time I've coughed in two weeks. This is the end. This is it right this here. You it. got it. This is how we do it. All right. <laughs> um, so I, I, let, let's just get right into it. If you listen to the past episode... Um, we were talking about how to stay inspired and how to stay uh, interested and creative for these things. This episode I'm going to do a little bit differently because, like I said, we're on a deadline uh, today. Um, what I'd like to talk about is uh, the unemployment insurance, which is out there right now. And the big thing with us freelancers is that we don't work for – most of us don't work for companies that pay into unemployment and if you're getting 1099, if you're going through that whole process of uh, being an independent contractor, which many of us are still independent contractors, um, generally we're not eligible for unemployment. But because of what has happened recently, um, the president has opened up unemployment to freelancers. And <clears throat> it's a confusing thing. And I went through this process last week. And I thought I would talk to you guys about it. I went through it here in, in California, um, which if you guys are listening and you are from California, you should go to uh, www.edd.ca.gov backslash unemployment. There you can file a UI claim for uh, unemployment insurance. Now, as you go through this process, uh, you can file it online, but you have to do it at certain times of the day. I'm sort of clicking through here. Uh, oh, oh, wonderful. Due to scheduled system maintenance, looks like uh, uh, the online and online <laughs> mobile will be available on Thursday, April 2nd from 8 p.m. to 2 p.m. or 12 p.m. midnight. It's insane right now. The amount of people that are filing for unemployment, it's in the millions, at least on the first day. It was just fucking ridiculous. So uh, you're going to have to be patient about it, but go through the process of f filling out the standard UI document on the website. You can do it online or you can add, download the PDF and then fax it to them. Online obviously is faster. But if you go through the process, you have to list, you have to pull up all of your past jobs that you've done over the past 18 months. So you go through the past 18 months, you pull up all the different companies that you work for, 
and then you have to compile all that information. You have to break it down for them. So you're listing this on a document that is mostly made and uh, formatted for people that have regular jobs, full-time jobs and part-time jobs. So it can get kind of confusing. What I basically did is I went through and I listed all of the uh, contractors or the jobs that I had worked for and listed out how much I got paid on those jobs and then how many hours I generally worked on those jobs. It gets tough to sort of break it down because we're commissioned and the document really doesn't let you just put commission in for a bunch of stuff. So wherever you can leave a note, make sure that you're as clear as possible as being a freelancer, as working for commission, and then also try to outline wherever you can, wherever they give you the opportunity to leave a note for anything, outline how because of COVID, you're no longer able to work, talk about the jobs that you've lost, the potential jobs that you've lost, um, and then uh, hopefully that'll all go through. That is supposedly the way to do it. We've done a bunch of research, gone back and forth, and looked at a, a bunch of different places. Uh, I have submitted it myself, um, and so we're waiting to hear over the next couple of weeks if that's going to go through. Now, I've also heard that if you want that to go through faster, there's a couple of things that you need to take into consideration, us specifically because we just moved from Boston to Los Angeles. Uh, they are going to be sending checks to your last address that was registered with the IRS. You can change your listing with the IRS uh, by going to the IRS's website and making sure that you keep your current address up to date. Now, I've heard rumors, and these are all fucking rumors, but I've heard rumors that people are going to get their checks faster if they've already put in their taxes for the year. So whoever's already done their taxes, those checks are going to come out quicker. The problem is, is dependent upon the amount of money that you made the year before and this year, do you submit your taxes now if you made less because you're going to get less money for unemployment? That's the rough game there. So who knows? What I'm going to try to do is I am updating my address with the IRS now. I haven't done my taxes yet just because we did the move. And luckily, our taxes have been extended uh, for me until July, I think. I think is what my accountant was saying, that they didn't have to be put in until July because I'm still filing taxes with the state of Massachusetts because um, that's where I did most of my work last year. It wasn't until the new year here that I'm doing stuff in California. So it's a weird position to be in. It's like this halfway in, halfway out thing. Um, but definitely go do it. Sign up for it. Get it done. Um, and with the IRS, that was with the, the federal stuff is what I was talking about, that federal federal stimulus that they're giving out. Um, make sure that your address is up to date there. And then if you file for unemployment in your, at least in the state of California, uh, potentially can get up, I think it's up to 600 a week, depending upon what your income was. And you have to be making less than, I think it was 7,500. No, 75,000. My bad, 75,000. I think you have to be under 75,000 to start getting that unemployment, I think. I don't know. I'm fucking it all up, right, Liam? <laughs> Sounds it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just go through that stuff. Look at it and deal with it now better than later because uh, we all went through that same panic, that early April panic where it's like, fuck, I don't have any jobs coming in. I don't know what to do. Um, we actually talked to our landlord about this stuff, uh, and our landlord is exceptional. He's a great landlord. Our place is really fantastic. We love it. We actually reached out to him because we wanted to set the dialogue ahead of time. Um, obviously, we have rent for April because we have been planning for this. And like I've said on the show, make sure that you're, you're stacking your nuts. Make sure you're building your, uh, your, your rainy day supply that you need as a freelancer. Uh, but then this, the, the future is uncertain. So make sure that you open a dialogue with your landlord as soon as you possibly can. Um, and, and set the boundaries, set the standards for what is going to happen in the future. Um, our landlord has been really great to us. Uh, he's allowing deferment if we need to have deferment. Um, but there's a lot of back and forth out there on whether or not you should be paying rent or whether or not we should be, uh, you know, not paying rent if rent should be free. Not until the president comes out or the governor comes out and says no one has to pay rent are we not going to have to pay rent. And even then, what do they have control over? They only have control over the government-controlled rent places. Do they really have control over the private sector? 
I don't know what the details on that are. Just know that you're still going to have to pay your rent. Even if it's deferred, you're still going to have to pay your rent. And if you have the money to pay that right now, my philosophy is like, well, fuck, I don't want my rent to go up per month to have to pay back the deferment for the past three. So it's a tough, tough place, Liam. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I'm paying rent. Like I had to pay rent. I contacted my, uh, my landlord and he was like, yep, sorry, dude, we're all in this together. I just got furloughed. So, uh, pay up. And yeah. that being said, I just, while you were talking, I Googled, um, cause I was looking at this New York times article about the, uh, coronavirus outbreak and the IRS checks and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. uh, so they are offering direct deposit for a lot of people. Right, right, okay. So you, now they haven't set up the portal yet for how to set up where your direct deposit is going, but in the next couple weeks, they said that it should be available. So if you have moved, I know I've moved three times since uh, the IRS last knew where I was living. Yeah. And so I'm probably gonna sign up for that to just make it easier. Good, yeah, smart, man. It's smart because then you'll get it. And and rest assured, I've also heard this, rest assured that if you don't get that check right away, that you're still owed that check. So at the end of the day, at the end of the year, uh, whenever you have to do your taxes again, um, that that income is still going to be coming into you. So you can potentially use that to help pay off taxes that are owed. Um, so rest assured that you're still going to need it. Some people just need it sooner than others because they don't have that nest egg. So... Um, you want to try everything you possibly can to uh, set that stuff up for you. One sec. You can start doing your thing in the background. It doesn't matter. What's that? Are you sure? No, you can do it in here. Oh, listen to, see, I have a great girlfriend, everybody. She's letting us do the podcast and she's moving her yoga session outside today. Is it high intensity training? What does that mean? <laughs> Makes you feel like me. Like after hanging out with some cats and dogs. That would be my high intensity training yoga session. They would just come in with a cat and put it on my face and go, okay, now breathe. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Thank you, Gina. Have you done your push-ups yet? Um, have I done my push-ups? No, fuck off. <laughs> Although I, I just, I've been walking, so I've been going out and doing a bunch of walks. I did two walks a day yesterday because uh, after my last barbecue session, which if you guys are following me on Instagram at Mike Petchy, you saw that I did an epic um, smoked uh, beef short rib. Uh, best barbecue I've ever made in my fucking life. Best barbecue I've ever made in my life. Um, but my body hates me for it. It's like, uh, I think I woke up uh, two nights ago and both my arms were asleep. (laughs) So I've been walking. (laughs) Proud of you. Yeah, thanks, man. How how are your push-ups? I know you work out every fucking morning like a crazy man. My uh, my roommate who's trying to go vegan, he's vegetarian right now, but he's like trying to go vegan. He, uh, He got us on this... 765 workout that uh, a patient apparently Jason Momoa does and it's a nightmare it's an absolute nightmare you do seven sets of seven reps for like four different uh, exercises with seven second rests in between the seven reps and then you uh, and then you do it again but you do it six reps and then uh, six sets of six reps and then you do it again and you do five and it takes 30 minutes and you feel like you're gonna die you know what the difference between you and him is, though? What's the difference? He gets paid to do it. <laughs> oh, between me and Jason Momoa? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He gets paid to do He gets that Aquaman money to go do that shit to, to destroy. It's like when you uh, look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Pratt, who uh, went from being a chubby guy on The Office to like the uh, you know 12-pack uh, muscle-bound boy for Guardians of the Galaxy. He got paid a lot of money to do that shit. Oh, yeah. He was fucking miserable. He got paid a lot of money. And they they paid a lot of money to have that like nutritionist slash, you know, personal trainer to come in there and craft that fucking vehicle that he rides around on now. Um, crazy shit, man. 
And yet some um, people aren't doing the 10 push-up challenge. For Dude, for what? Dude, what, what do you want to see me? You want me to throw my fucking back out? <laughs> dude, if you can throw your back out doing push-ups, that's a new low. Liam, you'll get there. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there, dude. It's called, it's called the early 40s. <laughs> All right. Years and years of beating the shit out of your body doing handheld camera work. Um, you'll you'll get there. That's why oh, I wanted actually, to post. Since I've got the time now, I want to play this opening clip that I wanted to play. Let me see if I can cue this thing up. One second. So this is what I was paused. You fucking piece of shit. This is what <laughs> I was gonna play. Let's turn up the volume. Here we go. And hello, I'm Larry David. Obviously, somebody put me up to this because it's generally not the kind of thing I do. But I basically want to address uh, the idiots out there. And, and you, you know who you are. You're going out. I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're socializing too close. It's, it's not good. You're hurting old people like me. Well, not me. I have nothing to do with you. I'll never see you. But, you know, other, let's say other old people who might be your relatives. Who the hell knows? But it... it the problem is you're passing up a fantastic opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to stay in the house, sit on the couch, and, and watch, watch TV. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how you're passing that up. Well, maybe because yeah, you're, not, you're not that bright. But uh, uh, here it is. Go home, watch TV. That, that's my advice to you. Um, you know, if you've seen my show... Nothing good ever happens going out of the house. You know that. <laughs> There's just trouble out there. It's not a good place to be. So stay home and, and you know, don't see anyone. Except maybe if there's a plumbing emergency, let the plumber in and then, you know, wipe everything down after he leaves. But, that, but that's it. Okay. I'm telling you, man, I am such a big fan of his show these days. I didn't like it initially because it is so, so hard to watch sometimes. You can't watch more than two episodes in a row, but uh, his last, you know, three seasons of that fucking show have me in stitches. Do you watch his show? Do you watch Larry David's show? Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. No. No? You're no. not a fan? I love Larry David. I'm a big fan of Larry David. I, uh -huh. I mostly watch, like, I've seen clips, but only on YouTube when I'm watching, like... You fucking millennial. Look here. <laughs> Listen. I uh, I know what you're saying, and you're right, but that doesn't take away the fact that I'm going to act like you're wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, his show's great. And for those of you listening, you should go check that out. And that clip was put out by, the, I think it was put out by the state of California. He did that for the state. Yeah, he um he had an interview where he was talking about on a, a late night show about when he, his favorite thing is when people cancel plans. And, <laughs> and it, he's like, it's amazing. I don't have to do anything. It's the best. I don't have to see anybody. I don't have to do anything. I just get to go home and watch TV, which it sounds like that's what he was he was saying there. I, I only know that because, uh, no, I know it because I watch stuff, all right? But also, I know it because uh, my one of my professors has that as like a meme printed out on his office door. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. I see. I see. It's a good show, man. You should you should definitely watch it. It's a lot of fun. It's like, if it's the darker version of Seinfeld, essentially. That's all it is. Um, and it, he does a really good job with it. Um, well, now that I have the time... A little bit more time than we thought we were going to have because of the lovely Gina squatting outside now instead of in the room with me. Um, let's talk a little bit about the good stuff. Let's talk about motivation. Let's talk about how we're staying sane. Um, so I mentioned quickly earlier that uh, I was uh, doing these barbecue, these smoked barbecue ribs. Now, a bunch of you guys uh, had questions for me online about it. Uh, on the Instagram account. Um, let's get, you mind if I take a second, get nerdy about some barbecue? Are you into that, Liam? I feel like I don't have a choice. Anytime I'm yeah. in the room with you, you're just like, okay, now we're going to talk about barbecue. 
<laughs> Here we go. So what I did is I went out and I found um, uh, some back ribs. So I went, not back ribs. I went out and I found some short ribs. So beef short ribs are a really awesome thing. If you go to specific barbecue places, they're generally really expensive to get. Uh, and you usually only get like one rib. Um, and I've never done them on the smoker before. And for those of you who don't know, one of the things that I like to do with my time when I'm not doing the movie stuff is I like to play around with a smoker. And I have a big uh, kettle drum smoker from Weber. It's like one of the big, I think it's like a 22-inch diameter. It's a, it's a large one. It's the biggest one they have, actually. No big deal. Um, and uh, on there, I like to smoke ribs. I like to smoke pork butts. I like to smoke chickens. Um, but I've never done beef short ribs because I had heard that it's a long process. Um, and I've never really had the time to do it. And I know it's strange to say when you're smoking that you never really had the time to do it. But most of the time when you're putting together smoke and you have people coming over, you're trying to time it in such a way where they're not sitting around forever waiting for the stuff to come off the smoker for two reasons. One, that's boring as shit. Two, uh, then they're going to be fucking ravenous and you're never going to have enough food to feed them. So it's always a difficult, one of the biggest issues that I always have whenever I do barbecues, and one of the most important things I pay attention to is the planning out of when people should get there, when food starts to drop, what I'm throwing on the grill. If I am smoking something, am I doing something on the grill to tide us over? Um, it's, it's the same thing as directing, like cooking and directing are really tight as far as like the process. And you're really paying attention to the people around you and trying to make it a fun and enjoyable experience. So I'd never done the beef rib stuff because I had heard that it's like an eight hour fucking smoke and I didn't want to get into it. Well, because we're all locked up, um, I had the time. So I went the next issue that I had is that the cuts to get to do it the way that you would see it in a barbecue place are, are really hard to find because it all depends on whatever grocery store or butcher, how they actually butcher the meat that they get in. And there are a couple of different ways to do it. And more often than not, they're doing it in such a way that people can get more food off the animal. So they'll do like really short beef ribs. They'll do like a, Korean barbecue style beef ribs, which uh, allow more people to purchase. They can make more money on it, essentially. So uh, generally, you normally would have to call up a place and special order a cut like this. And there's a bunch of like really famous uh, butchers out here in Los Angeles. And I reached out to a bunch of those guys and like, dude, it's COVID time. <laughs> what are you out of your fucking mind? And I'm like, yeah, I got it. So after this, we'll try it out. Um, but I found this really cool butcher a little north of where I live. And I went and I talked to him and I was like, do you, do you have plate ribs by any chance? And he's like, yeah, I think I do. And I was able to buy two giant brontosaur-sized fucking racks of beef ribs. And I put these images online. I have in my stories, I have a barbecue story. You'll be able to see that stuff. They were huge. Um, and I spent, I think this was last Saturday. I spent the whole day smoking ribs. And let me just tell you this. If you look at the images, you look at the stuff, and if it looks great, it's because it, it was. It was the most delicious thing I've ever fucking made. And it was the easiest smoke that I've ever done. Uh, all the rumors were wrong. Um, if you want to just do a basic rack of ribs... All you have to do is salt and pepper that thing. And if you salt it ahead of time, you do a dry brine overnight. It tastes even better. And then you just load it up with pepper. And that's the Texas style. And I did an Italian style as well, which was like a wet rub, which was a garlic and rosemary and um, uh, onion. And uh, used a little bit of Dijon mustard. And it was fucking amazing. It was amazing. And I bring these things up because I hope that you guys are finding something to keep yourself sane as well. And I need to do multiple things here. And I'm used to doing this as a freelancer. Um, I like to sit down at my desk and start my work and then have something to walk away from to go do somewhere else. And smoking was a big part of that for me. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the Instagram thing about it. If you guys want a more solid recipe, reach out to me on Instagram and I'll hit you up with that recipe. 
Um, but I know everybody in their asshole right now is a fucking chef and everybody's putting things online. So um, I will only do stuff that I think uh, most people aren't doing and that you might find interesting to look at in this world of saturated uh, live Instagram feeds that are out there. I don't know. What do you think, Leo? How was that? How was that? Are you even there? Or did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm updating my Instagram story about the fact that you're talking about barbecue again. <laughs> uh, hold on three seconds. I'm going to shut this door because I can hear Gina's yoga and it's pissing me off. Hold on. such a sweetheart for going outside and doing that um so uh what have you been doing liam have you been cooking anything yeah actually after we had that conversation about the peanut butter and jelly i was like mm -hmm. okay this is what i'm doing so i made a couple pb and j sandwiches uh i made my roommate actually a breakfast burrito and he said 90 percent of what i make is uh okay but Ooh. that actually tasted good well, okay, so give us your recipe for your breakfast burrito. What was the layup? I mean, the breakfast burrito was, I, it's it's pretty damn basic, but it was um, scrambled eggs. Mm -hmm. And when you do the scrambled eggs, you add just like a little a little touch of water, just a splash of water in there to uh, make them fluffier. And then you throw mm -hmm. the, the cheese into the eggs there. And I was using like a, a Mexican blend uh, shredded mm -hmm. cheese. Um. And then uh, we did that, and I added beans and uh, chickpeas, and we threw mm -hmm. those in. I threw some uh, adobo seasoning on it and just kind of tossed it up, threw it in a burrito that, you know, we, uh, we fried up on the, on the pan. And apparently it was, I mean, it was super basic, but it was good. It was just, I cooked it properly, I guess. Dude, that's great. I, uh, I actually, oh, a little while ago, um, because Gina, uh, was kind of poo-pooing potatoes for a while. And so normally when I do a breakfast, I would do like a, like a hash brown or like a, like a fried potato kind of thing. Um, but she's like, eh, I don't want potatoes. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I ended up doing uh, chickpeas. And one of the things I like to do with chickpeas is I will, uh, basically fry up chickpeas with a little bit of rosemary and garlic. Um, and they are a great substitute to like hash browns. Um, they, they come out really fucking good actually. Oh damn. Um, yeah. So if you're, if you're going to develop that recipe a little bit, you might want to just, uh, fry them up a little bit ahead of time. Uh, so throw them in with some like garlic. If you've got fresh garlic, great. If you've got powdered garlic, great. And then like, if you want like a little oregano on there, or if you want like a little, uh, rosemary on there. Salt and pepper, uh, that'll definitely notch your shit up and uh, make uh, what sounds like an amazing fucking burrito into something new and, and a little bit better. So try that out for sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to try that out because potatoes are my shit. I, dude, I love fucking like home fries. I love making home fries. Yeah, no, I was, I was raised very Irish Catholic. So Irish potato <laughs> soup was the pinnacle of my uh, my childhood. So are you one of those uh, purists? Are you like a baked potato and it needs nothing but butter? Is that your move? I mean, that's, yeah, that, that pretty much was 50% of what I ate as a kid. Yeah. See, my mother's that way because a lot of people don't know that I'm half Irish. And uh, I, I, I'm mostly Italian, but I'm half Irish. And so my mother's side has always been like baked potato thing, but I come from my dad's side where we both get a baked potato and I'm like, this is so fucking dry. And so what we end up doing is usually loading up our potato with shit. So it's like either sauteed onions and it's like a little bit of fucking dr salad dressing or yogurt or something in there uh, to make the potato taste like something. You put and yogurt on a potato? Yeah. What's, what's going on? Are you having trouble out there? Oh, bring your stuff inside. Yeah, it's fine. Gina's got to come in because the podcast thing wasn't working that way for Um, But yeah, yogurt on the potato. It's the shit. Fuck yeah. You never tried that before? No, never. Like 
Like a Greek yogurt? A Greek yogurt on a potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had Greek yogurt before? I have had Greek yogurt, but I feel like it's sacrilegious to put it on a potato. Okay, so here we go, guys. Oh, no. So we're going we're gonna to do this podcast. This is going to be great for you in post. Gina's doing yoga in the space. Welcome to the modern environment of coronavirus, everybody. This is life. You have to work in the same space with everybody. Um, so... Let me help you on some of the posts because you can always fade my track down, Liam. Why don't you sort of go through some of the stuff that you've done research on? Okay. <laughs> I have to write in my notes, Gina starts playing music <laughs> at 30 minutes in. Awesome. Hold on. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, yoga time, man. Sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's, uh, what did you, what, did you what, what, what sort of research have you dug up? Okay. So we, uh, last week we talked about Netflix offering, um, uh, help for freelancers. Mm-hmm. Well, the BBC has also joined, uh, that, and so they're offering, um, aid for free, uh, freelancers with a, an emergency relief fund, uh, for UK, uh, freelancers. So that's nice. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm going to everything I'm talking about, there's going to be links in the uh in the description and all that stuff. So, um in addition to that, I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard about this, but something fun is that in all of the bad news that we're hearing every day and all that stuff, John Krasinski from uh The Office, but also he's a big movie star now. He uh he started doing Good News show, which is uh I guess his own good news updates that he's doing from his home. And he and Steve Carell did it on a YouTube channel. So that was fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Is it, is it great? Have you watched it? I did watch a bit of it. That I've watched. Now, Curb Your Enthusiasm, maybe not seen it, but this definitely have seen. And let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. No, it's it's good. It's, it's fun. It's uplifting. It's what a lot of people, me personally, because I was feeling like crap last week. But... Um, it's nice to see oh, that. Why, why were you feeling like crap last week? I, it's just, I started watching the news oh. and that was a bad move. Yeah. But do you, do you have a healthier habit with the news right now? I don't have a healthy habit with the news ever, but, uh, cause, but <laughs> dude, it's going to make you feel better, man. It's going to make you fucking feel better. Like if, if you're, and I've talked about this on, I think one of the other episodes that we did where, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is that when you wake up in the morning, do not look up coronavirus or COVID or any of that shit. Don't do it. Save that for later in the day. And if it's, if it's an emergency, you're going to fucking hear about it. If you have an iPhone and there's an emergency, your fucking phone's going to fucking start to alarm if you've got that setting on your phone. It will, they will let you know if it's something really intense that you need to get to. Wait until the end of the day to look at that shit because it's going to affect your whole fucking day. You know what I'm saying, Liam? I, I agree with you. I uh, Good. I was like, I'm going to do a lot of research for this show to update everybody, and I was just looking at the wrong stuff. Yeah. But honestly, it was when my roommate was like, we're going to start this workout stuff, getting active, staying fit. Well, not fit, but you know, staying active. That helps. That legitimately helps. Because I, I need to be moving or around people, which is why I moved to a big city. And <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, now I'm back in my room for the next however many months. That's, that's exactly what I was trying to avoid. But I'm sitting there. I'm learning new software. I'm researching stuff. I'm finding you know what all the free things that people are putting out. And people are putting out a lot of cool stuff. And this, I'm going to beautifully segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. Community mm-hmm. is now on Netflix. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's, that's a great show. That is, I love that show. That's my favorite show ever. Like that is the, well, other than whose line is it anyway, but like sitcoms community is pinnacle. And I really, I really feel like we're going to be seeing the hashtag and a movie pretty soon. Nice. Nice, nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's, there's been a bunch of really good stuff that's been dropping on Netflix. Like, 
I jumped on there the other day and fucking Road to Perdition is on there. You ever see that one with Tom Hanks? No, I haven't. Road to Perdition? Oh my God, dude. It is amazing. I think that was one of the last movies shot by uh, Conrad Hall, the cinema, the late cinematographer. Um, and it's based on an old graphic novel. And uh, the guy who did, I think Sam Mendes did that. I think the guy who did American Beauty did that. Oh, wow. Um, it's amazing. Cinematography in that movie is outstanding. And it would be in my top two comic book movies, period. That movie's fucking fantastic. So Road to Perdition is on Netflix right now. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's up there with the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil movie? <laughs> yes. Ben Affleck Daredevil being number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, t- totally. You're fucking fired. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a high bar. That's a high bar to beat. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that John Favreau played Froggy in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. So that was the first time that John Favreau was involved with Marvel. Was the first uh, Daredevil movie. Yeah, and he keeps missing the basketball shots in their office. And then uh, Ben Affleck <laughs> sinks it. So you watch this movie. So then you fucking know. You like this movie. Dare- this is high on your list. Daredevil? No, I was like, yeah, I guess Road to Perdition is number two. <laughs> yeah, right. Road to Perdition is number three because Electra with the Jennifer Gardner is number two for you. If you're telling me that that... Oh, no, that's Catwoman. Never mind. I'm thinking of the Catwoman scene with the basketball scene uh, from Catwoman. That's... Fucking Halle, Halle Berry. Yeah. Oof. Oof. That was a rough Oof. one. Yeah. Look, also, I, I will go with... Okay. Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck, was the first superhero film I ever saw in the theater. Mm. And so, regardless of how good it actually is, that movie set the bar for what I consider to be a fun action hero movie. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Everything that keeps fitting it. <laughs> that was, it was directed by the guy who did like Simon Birch. It was like, how the fuck is this guy qualified to do a Daredevil movie? Yeah, but like Colin, Colin Farrell is introduced in a Irish bar and he throws safety, or what is it? Those are uh, uh, paper clips. Or not paper clips, whatever they are, but it's like the paper thing. People know what it is. All right, dude, I don't know what it is. I don't remember this movie. I'm not going to give you that little detail because I don't it's know. It's so what good. He, he unfolds it and throws it into the dude's neck. It's got uh oh my gosh, who's the guy from Green Mile? Um, the oh, he played Kingpin. Oh, Mike, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, isn't that him? Yeah, 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 yeah. He played yeah, he yeah. played Kingpin. He was amazing in it. And then you've got uh, you know, uh, uh Kevin Smith's in it. Of course he is. Yeah, he plays the he plays the guy who realized that the uh, the baton, well, like the uh, the walking stick was the the weapons. Look, man. Yeah, I, I, he's also in he's also in Die Hard Four. So it's fucking yeah. He's also the, live free Die Hard. The, the uh, substantially best Die Hard movie ever made. What? I don't know. I haven't seen Die Hard. We need a move. What? <laughs> What was just said? Wait, wait a minute. So, in addition to that, a, Red Giant. I think there's has like Zencaster. Hold, hold on. I think there's like a Zencaster delay here. Is there? So, what did you just say? You said that Die Hard Four is the best Die Hard ever made. Look, man. I'm just. Uh, that's that. I'm going to use a millennial term here. That was called trolling. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Sure it is. I actually have never seen die, anything past the first Die Hard, so I assume they're good. Okay, so the first Die Hard is classic, obviously. Yeah. John McTiernan, you're going to get a lesson whether you like oh it or not God. right now. So the first Die Hard is a classic. <laughs> Definitely should watch that one. Okay. The second Die Hard, directed by Rennie Harlan, who also did, I think he did Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors, was his first. Then he went on to Die Hard 2, and then he did uh, the classics like uh, cliffhanger with uh, oh Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, and he also did Long Kiss Goodnight. And the thing that Rennie Harlan always does in his movies, or used to always do in his movies, was his movies had something to do with snow in the wintertime. I think it was because he was from Sweden or something. Listen to this fucking idiot that doesn't know. He's from a country with, with a, where it snows a lot. So most of his movies were made with snow, 
it's a guilty pleasure. The second movie makes no sense in the overall story arc of, well, none of the fucking new ones do either. So, uh, but it's John McClane for some reason picking up his wife at the Washington airport, DC airport, and her plane is hijacked. There's a lot of really cool stuff that happens. There's an icicle fight scene. People listening are like, yeah, icicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The icicle fight scene in that's pretty rad. Um, but you need to see Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 was picked up again by McTiernan, who directed the first one, who also directed Predator. Um, he picks up in Die Hard 3, and it's fucking fantastic. John McClane and Sam Jackson uh, have to race through New York and do basically a Simon Says exercise in order to save the city. It's fucking great. Die Hard 3 is almost as perfect as Die Hard 1. Now, that bullshit that you said earlier about Die Hard 4, (laughs) that movie can go suck a dick. And the rest of them that came out after that can sequentially line up to suck the same dick. Because those movies suck so much. And they ruined John McClane. Just ruined the essence of John McClane. So being someone that was raised by Die Hard and John McClane and being that snarky dude, the underdog that wears a wife beater and runs around throwing fucking bombs down elevator shafts, uh, thank you for destroying that character for me. Wasn't it because Bruce Willis started getting more, uh, more say in how the script was written? I don't know. Uh, it's hearsay. I'm not going to say anything negative about Mr. Willis, even though uh, there's enough negative stuff out there. You guys should listen to some of Kevin Smith stuff on him. Uh, he's one of those guys that I don't want to meet in real life because I really enjoy his movies and I don't want my idol to be turn out to be a piece of shit. So, yeah. So I'm going to ignore that statement too, Liam. <laughs> You know, I I agree with that last sentiment that you don't want to meet your idols in real life because they might turn out to be pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I listened to a podcast. I I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get that you're fucking digging at me. That's what it was. I get that shit. Yeah. No. No. You don't get that. You said Die Hard 4 was the shit. (laughs) I literally Mm -hmm. have never seen Die Hard 4. I've only seen the Mm -hmm. first one. I just, I just, again, Mm -hmm. trolling. All right. You either have bad taste or you're a straight liar. Either way, it's it's negative. Por que no los dos. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's continue. What else have you, what else have you dug up for us? You fucking liar. So I, uh, uh, in addition to that, on Facebook right now, one of my friends was uh, asking if anybody needed masks uh, because it turns out, uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, masks right now are kind of, they're hard to come by. And if you do come by them, you're not supposed to get them because there are people in the medical field that need them. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the workarounds is making your own masks out of cloth and or a fabric mask. And so I asked her if she had any info on that, how she did it. And she gave me a YouTube video to how to make your own mask. So if anybody's sitting there, yeah, don't, don't buy masks, people like don't buy medical masks. Number one, you're probably not going to be able to get them. Number two, if you do get them, that means that a hospital is not getting it and that's not great. Right, 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 right. So don't be an asshole. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a good rule. Don't be an asshole. And, Mm, uh, this is one way not to be. Yeah. Good safety tip you got. Uh, so where else are we going? What's next? Uh, the last one is kind of a fun thing. So red giant, um, is a software company that does plugins for, uh, after effects and other things right mm-hmm. now. They're, uh, their whole suite there. Uh, it's called red giant complete is free for students and educators. So, Oh wow. Yeah. That's cool. I know. I know a lot of people are like me where we found out, we're uh, not able to continue our education because basically school said, screw it, we're done for the semester. Well, yeah, uh, this is a great time to sit down and learn a new tool. And Red Giant has some really cool software uh, and really cool plugins. Particular, I use quite often. And the fact that I'm able to mess around with it for free is very exciting. That's great, dude. That's awesome. I mean, <clears throat> this is the best time for us to actually start to or go back and like sharpen our skills and learn some new techniques. And uh, there are tons of places teaching you things. I know Kruda sent me a link this morning for uh, Caviar Connects, 
Um, and there was like, I missed it. There was this really cool storyboarding for commercials uh, thing that was that I could have used right now, actually. Um, and there's a couple of other really interesting courses. Some of these we just missed. Frame composition we missed. Um, what makes a winning music video pitch? So these guys apparently do stuff. I haven't checked it out yet. I just got this link this morning, but it's uh, Caviar Connects. That's C-A-V-I-A-R Connects.com. It looks like they're doing a bunch of free seminars on there. So look, you have no excuse, right? You have no excuse. And I know majority of people are just sitting at home and they're binging stuff on Netflix. And then you get in that mode, right? Your first two days. I was talking to my roommate about it, uh, where it's like snow days. So if you're from the East Coast, you know what this is. You have a fucking blizzard. You have something that ro- that rolls in. And when you're in school... You wake up and the, the ground's covered with snow. You run downstairs, you turn on the local television and scrolling across the bottom are all the school closures that happen. So the first day, it says no school. It's the best. You're not going to school. You're not doing that stuff. Same thing with your job. That's where we're all right now. No school, don't have to go to school, right? Day two, you run downstairs to see if it's still scrolling. It's scrolling on day two. Great. Now I can go back to binging and like not getting out of my pajamas and do all my shit. Day three starts to get old. Day four gets even fucking worse. Are you still in those pajamas? Are you still binging? Have you not done anything? What are we on right now? What? How many weeks are we in now? Is it two weeks at this point? Yeah, it was, dude, it was from uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So if you're still doing that unhealthy shit, if you're still just binging stuff, and I know, look, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying the shit that's in your brain right now. You know, when you're watching something and you've been binging for 12 hours and you just feel fucking stupid and lethargic and your body feels strange and you just don't get it. And it's like you're way towards depression. And the other thing to consider too is that a lot of people are doing like happy hour chats and a lot of people are getting hammered and they're out there drinking. Uh, That stuff's a lot of fun to do. But even though you're drinking with people online, you're still drinking at home by yourself. And the problem with alcohol is alcohol is a depressant. And so the next day sucks. Hangovers suck. So it's fun to do that stuff for the first week. It's fun to do that maybe on the weekends. Still treat your weeks like work weeks during the week and then have your weekends to celebrate. That stuff's really great. Just be smart. Be healthy about this shit. Because if you're doing all of this unhealthy stuff during uncharted territory for most of us. Most people have never been in this situation where they don't have to physically get up and go to work. Uh, And of course, we're all going to get stressed out come the end of the fucking month. But in the meantime, it's only the first couple of days right now. So fuck it, right? Let's continue to drink. Let's continue to binge. Let's continue to do all this stuff. Do whatever makes you happy. I'm not judging you one way or the other. But if you're waking up and you're feeling like shit, it's because you're not, you haven't set up your system. And I've talked in the other episodes about your to-do list and making sure that you have that in place. Um, But make sure you're doing healthy things during the day. Make sure you're doing creative things during the day. And stay off that fucking news feed. Only go to it when you need to. Um, And be healthy and be cool, man. And I got to tell you, I've been hanging out with a lot of people online and we've been doing a, a bunch of podcasts and we're talking to folks that are staying creative and are staying motivated um, and I'm loving, dude, I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that there aren't distractions and my bank account is loving it too because normally I'd be out there spending an ass load of fucking money, eating out, drinking out, and doing all that stuff. So it's been really good on my fucking bank account. Um, so there's a lot of really good silver lining stuff that's happening here. And by no means do I want to cheapen what's happening in the world uh, because there's a lot of really serious stuff happening out there health-wise with people and we've all read about it, and I have nothing but appreciation for all the people that work in the medical field. I talked to my brother the other day, who's a firefighter and, a, a, and an EMT, or paramedic rather, and he was telling me how crazy that world is. Um, I respect these people, support these people, show some love for these people. If you're looking for someone to contact, if you're looking for someone to talk to and give a break, these people go hard. They do two 24-hour shifts in a row, Uh, And then they crash really fucking hard. And that world 
you're either at the job or you feel very alone. So if you know a healthcare worker that's out there busting their ass, just call them up. And if you're looking to do something great for one of those people, order them something. Uh, order them something on Amazon. Order them something uh, to make their day better. Send them a subscription to something. Um, just make sure you check in on those folks because that job has always sucked because you're always dealing with people in the worst case scenario. But in this situation, not only are they dealing with people in the worst case scenario, but they're not, they're getting them all at once. Uh, and I know a lot of, there's still a lot of folks out there that are like, why am I at home and I'm not going to get sick or I've been sick and I'm fine. We're making it easier on the healthcare providers that are out there. So that way we're not all fucked in the back end. So be smart about this shit. Stay at home. Stay comfortable. Stay uh, interested in developing your skills. And just fucking A. Just be safe. What do you think, Leo? I think that's good. All right. Is there anything else you want to throw in here? Nah, I think that was a good end. Okay. All right, everybody. I think at this point, I will just leave you to the sweet, sweet sounds of yoga. Thanks for listening. And uh, always tune back in. Next week, we're going to have a brand new fucking episode. We just finished recording it this morning. It's awesome. Leanne's going to go to work right now. Um, So our regular scheduled podcast will be out Tuesday next week. So as I say on that show, I will see you next Tuesday.